Welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Each day we'll look at a text from the weekly readings from the Westgate Church Bulletin. We will look at background material and also application of the text. So once again, welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Our reading today comes from Luke chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. In our reading today, we're looking at the call of the first disciples of Christ. If you've noticed the last few podcasts, we've talked about this subject, Jesus calling his disciples to him. In each podcast, we're trying to look at a different aspect of this calling. And once again, we're going to look at a separate aspect to the calling, the universal mission of God's people. Things are going to change with Jesus Christ. And in the Gospel of Luke, to give you a little bit of background that makes this gospel different, if you remember, I talked about how Matthew, Mark, and Luke are what's called the synoptic gospels. Think of the word cyclops. Synoptic means seeing with one eye. So they give you some perspective that's very similar. They have material that's very much in common with one another. They also have some unique features about each one. As we've talked about, John's gospel is very unique. John's being written much later, reflecting back on and filling in the gaps of things that maybe the other gospels have left out, giving you a more of a spiritual perspective of what's going on behind the scenes in the mission of Jesus. In Luke's gospel, there's this universal call of the gospel to the Gentiles. Realize that Luke is a two-volume set. Volume 1 is Luke. Volume 2 is the book of Acts. So when you read those together, you get the picture of what Luke is all about. You'll notice, for example, when Jesus is being dedicated at the temple as as an infant, they run into this prophet named Simeon. And Simeon talks about how Jesus will be Uh, The answer for the Gentiles, too, not just the Jews. We see that in Luke's gospel and his genealogy of Jesus, we get this universal picture of Jesus all the way back to Adam. So Jesus is the Savior for all men, for all people around the world. We're going to see that Jesus will minister to the lost sheep of Israel. But his disciples, after his death, burial, and resurrection, will go into the entire world. There's going to be one theme today I want to pick up on in our reading, and we'll get to that in just a second, but there's a theme that that many times we run through and we don't think much about. Why does Jesus call fishermen? Now think about this. Fishermen in the Bible up to this point, if you think, okay, Old Testament, the Hebrew Bible, coming into the New Testament, you don't see many fishermen. If you think about the leaders of Israel, they were pretty much shepherd leaders up until this point. You don't see Israel's leaders being fishermen. And I think there's something deeply symbolic about that perspective. So let's read our um, verses today. Luke 5, 1 through 11. This is the English Standard Version. On one occasion, while the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he was standing by the lake Gennesaret. And he saw two boats by the lake, but the fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, which was Simon's, he asked, him to put out a little from the land. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we toiled all night and took nothing. But at your words, I will let down the nets. When he had done this, they enclosed a large number of fish, and their nets were breaking. They signaled to the other partners in their boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon saw it, Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. 
For he and all who were with him were astounded at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid, for now you will be catching men. And when they had brought their boats to the land, they left everything and followed him. So there's some perspective in Luke's gospel. We get some background. Now we know in Luke, in John's gospel that these fellows were following John the Baptist. So John the Baptist points to Jesus and says, Okay, behold the Lamb of God. And so there's some perspective there. There's some backstory that they knew a little bit about Jesus. We also see here that there's a miracle that comes to play before Jesus calls Simon Peter. And this miracle is so great, this theophany. You get this picture that Jesus is more than, than we can imagine, his power and his glory and his wonder that Peter feels insignificant before the Lord. And I would say this for us, if we have a proper view of God, we we too should feel insignificant before God. We should have awe and honor and respect. And I've always heard it said that uh, God uh, doesn't call the equipped, he equips the called. And, and we realize that we are lacking in our own human nature. Peter realizes his own unclean nature. He's a sinful man, but Jesus will sanctify him. He will equip him for this mission. He's not good enough by himself, and none of us are. So Peter's saying, look, Lord, I'm a rough guy. You need to go find someone else. I'm not good enough. It's a lot like Isaiah 6, where the seraphim has to take the burning coal and put it to the mouth of Isaiah to consecrate Isaiah, to prepare him for his mission because he's not worthy. Think of Moses at the burning bush. Moses says, I'm not worthy for this task. Over and over again, we have this theme. When God calls people, they don't feel worthy. And sometimes you may not feel worthy. But that's not the point. None of us are worthy before a powerful and wonderful God. But he equips us for his mission. I mean, don't you think the God that created this universe, with the power of his word, can could he not equip someone that is just not good enough? Could he not consecrate us for mission in his kingdom? I think he can do that. But there's something I want you to think about. There's a theme here playing in Luke's gospel that Alistair Roberts, James B. Jordan, and other scholars have noticed this. And it's this theme of the water. You're going to see it in the book of Acts. The Jews were not seafaring people. They were not the Phoenicians. Phoenicians were seafaring people. The Jews were not. To the Jews, if you go back and look at the Old Testament, the waters represented uh, the abyss and also the nations, the pagan nations. You have this water and the sea dragons and the you know, these animals that were underneath the water. These represented evil. And so going out in a boat into the water is this sense of mission. Think about Jonah. Jonah has to, to go across the water to go uh, to minister to Nineveh. And he has to battle a sea monster, so to speak. He gets swallowed up by the fish. So there's this idea of mission and water and going to the nations. And you're going to see this in the mission of Paul. He goes out on the waters. He gets shipwrecked, actually. So Alistair Roberts says, Jesus gets in the boat. There's a safe place on the water. And he said that early Christian interpreters saw this boat as being the church, as the church goes out into these foreign pagan places. And plants these outposts of God's kingdom. These little points of light all over the Mediterranean basin where churches are being planted. That's like God's little boat there. Uh, Think of the ark. How the ark saves Noah and his family. So there's the church acting as this ark on the water. 
in the raging seas of the pagan nations. So there's a lot going on here. And you're going to notice that Luke is saying that this mission for these disciples and followers of Jesus will be universal in nature. They will go out to the Gentiles. They will take the good news to those people that need to hear it. And that mission continues for us today. Of course, there's continuity, which is exciting to think that we have this continuity with the early church, that there's this mission given to God's people in the very beginning. And that mission continues for us today to go out and to launch out and to bring this sense of rescue, snatching people from the abyss, from evil. And the churches, these boats or outposts of, of salvation throughout the world on the rocking sea of, of just evil. So I want to reread the passage now. Keep that in mind. That was just one aspect I wanted to bring out today. The idea of being feeling inadequate before the holiness and power of God, but also this idea of the water and boats on the water and how that would be interpreted by Jewish people. Let's read this once again. This is Luke 5 verses 1 through 11. On one occasion, while the crowd was pressing in on to hear the word of God, he was standing by the lake Gennesaret and he saw two boats by the lake. But the fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, which was Simon's, he asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people from the boat. And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we toiled all night and took nothing. But at your word, I will let down the nets. And when they had done this, they enclosed a large number of fish and their nets were breaking. They signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled the boats, or both the boats, so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will be catching men. When they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. So let us just be reminded today that we are not good enough in our own ability, but God equips us. He equips us for mission. And that mission is to go into all the world and take the good news of Jesus Christ. So we're just called to to come and to follow Jesus Christ. Well, if you're in town, we would love to have you at Westgate Church of Christ. Sunday, we're going to talk about what is a disciple. What does that look like? We're going to talk about disciples accepting the truth of Jesus Christ and also just giving our life over to him, to follow him. So if you're around, we'd love to have you. Our worship is at 10 a.m. And we're going to pick up this topic we've been talking about all week in our sermon. Love to see you. If not, I hope to see you back on Monday with our next podcast. God bless. I hope you have a great weekend.